Thank you, Lord, for this day, this afternoon, oh God. And I pray, to God, that you will help us, Father God, to surrender ourselves to you, Father God, this afternoon. All the things that, Lord, bothered us, God, in the past days, oh God. I pray, Lord, as we praise and worship you, Father God, Lord, at the same time, oh Father God. Lord, we lay our burdens, oh God, to you, to your feet, oh Father God, Lord. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, oh Father God, Lord, that your spirit will, Lord, cleanse us today, oh Father God, Lord. Forgive us of all our sins and all the unrighteousness, oh God. Lord, we receive your forgiveness in the name of Jesus, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, you are great and awesome, God. And Lord, I pray, oh Father God, even those who are listening at their homes, oh Father God, Lord, also touch them, oh Father God. Even God, I pray for those who are sick in body, oh Father God. I pray they will stretch your hands of healing, oh Father God. Lord. Heal in every part, of oh Father God. Lord, that is painful, that is, Lord, not well, oh Father God. Restore in the name of Jesus, Lord, to, to good health, oh Father God. Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. We uphold to you, oh Father God. Lord, everyone here, oh Father, those who are listening, even those who are not in the Philippines, oh God, listening to this, Lord, to your word, Lord, today, I pray, Lord, you enlighten, oh Father God, Lord, the minds and the hearts of Father God, Lord, Lord, that let there be, Lord, a repentant heart, of Father God, Lord, Lord, after the service of God, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, thank you, worship, praise the Lord. How are you today? It's good to see you this afternoon. Hi. Hello. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. And this this morning, or this afternoon rather, I'll be sharing to you last before sorry. Before I will give you our, the message of God, the preaching, let me give you our announcement. Uh, to, for those who would like to give your tithes and offering, we have a box behind. After the service, you can go there. You can drop your tithes and offering. And those who are in their homes, you can give your tithes and offering online. And core, core leaders, we have a core prayer meeting after the service. I encourage uh, every one of, of us to stay behind. Then, okay. Do you still remember the preaching last Sunday? So, what is the most critical thing Christian need to do in the last days? Prayer. Prayer. Very good. Good answer. I, I know you're listening. Why is it critical? Because number one, God has already given us the right, amen, to pray to God. So let us exercise that right. So number two, because our love of Christ, if we don't talk to Him in prayer, will grow cold. So it is true, no, it's the opposite. If Christians who are not praying will experience, will, who are not praying, will not experience the power of God. Only those people who are praying will receive the power of God. That's number three. So, today, I'll be sharing to you fighting the battles on your knees. So, today, that's the, our title for this afternoon's message. I know you heard this message a lot of times, but question is, do you understand this? Uh, this is the most uh, neglected you know, for us Christians because whenever there's something happened to us, something hurts us, even by words, it's very fast for us to hurt the other people to our words, right? Especially uh, for me as a driver, when someone cuts me off, from my driving, it's very easy for me to get angry. And, and also, I can see that in, in the news that there are people who are 
so much anger. It's, it's like a road rage and hurt other people then their, their, the, the result is problem. They will, the police will pick them up, will bring them to the police station for the explanation. So this, this is very important for us to learn to fight our battles on our knees. So uh, I heard from Charles Stanley, uh, Pastor Charles Stanley, when he just uh, started his ministry. God gave him the instruction, a very clear instruction for him. God said, every success in this ministry that I give you is the result of your prayer or your knees, going to your knees and surrender to God. So let us pray. Lord, thank you for this wonderful afternoon, God, that we can learn, God, why is it very important to fight our battles on our knees, O oh Father God, Lord? Not to ours, on our self, O oh Father God, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will, O oh Father God, Lord, guide me, O oh Father God, Lord. Let your word be clear to your people, even those who are listening right now in their homes, O oh Father God, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, to remove all the destruction, O oh Father God, Lord. Because this is... Very vital and important for Christians of Father God, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today, this morning, we'll be talking about Moses. Do you know Moses? Not your neighbor. The one Moses in the Bible, okay? So, do you know that Moses is a prayerful man of God? Do you know that? So, if you don't know, I will tell you that he is a prayerful man of God. No, because he is very prayerful, there are times that his face, there's, there's a radiance in Moses' face after he talked to God, he prayed to God. Because he is a very prayerful man. So before Moses became a friend of God, are you a friend of God? Are you his friend? What would you do to your friend? To know your friend better. Do you run away from your friend? Or you hide from your friend? Or you snub your friend? <laughs> will not talk to your friend? Of course not. You will talk to your friends, right? You can open anything. You don't have to hide something, anything from your friend. If you have something to tell him or you have this wonderful experience, you are gladly to share with your friends. Amen? And Moses become God's friend. But before he becomes God's friend or a deliverer of his people, which the Israelites, he was a fugitive. What is a fugitive? A fugitive is a person who is hiding to escape arrest because of murder. That is Moses. Because you know what happened in the Bible? It says Moses killed an Egyptian slave driver because he saw his fellow Hebrew slave was beaten. No, no, Moses felt the deep hurt to see his own kind, his own people being tortured and oppressed by Egyptian. No, so he took the matter on his hand. He killed that slave driver, the Egyptian. That's why he became a fugitive. He is running away from his life. Moses has a compassion for the slave because he is also a Hebrew. He, one time he thought that he could save his own people using his own hands. But of course, Moses realized that it was not his battle. It is the Lord's battle. Moses was 
once uh, once the greatest miracle worker at all time in his no in Jabat explodes better known as to any but he is better known to any pre-Christian biblical figure. Traditionally, Moses no, was credited. This is why we are studying Moses. Moses was credited with writing five books of Hebrews Bibles. The first five books. The Torah and the book of Moses. Or the book of Moses. You know, are you familiar with the, the story of Moses? Right? You, you can find it in the Bible, right? So, example, the burning bush. Have you heard that? The burning encounter with the Pharaoh and the ten plagues gods did against the Egyptian. Have you heard that? Have you read that? This is a children's story time. Right? You learn this from, the, from Sunday school. The crossing of the Red Sea, the covenant that at Mount Sinai, where he received the Ten Commandments, and also the 40 years in the wilderness with the Israelites. And there are more, there are a lot of stories about Moses. It was written in the Bible. In all Moses' life, you have realized that the battle does not belong to him. It was the Lord's battle from the first day and to the last day of his life. Church, the stories of Moses are not for entertainment. I know you love the story of Moses, especially when his mother put him inside the basket and let it float on the river. Remember that story. It's not for entertainment or for kids. These are the stories that are actually happen for us to what? To be entertained? No. To learn something. Not just to learn something, but to learn valuable lesson in our battle, in the battle of, in our life. And against the enemy called Satan. So that in every battle, we should know that God is Jehovah God. For that, we will worship Him and also pray to Him and claim the victory in the name of Jesus. All this for what? All this, remember this, is for God's ultimate glory. We must remember where God wants to set the people, the Israelites, free from slavery. Do you know why? It is not only because they are mistreated, maltreated. We know that they are hungered, they are beaten, they are oppressed. But because Jehovah, our God, is merciful God, He heard their cry. Remember this. God heard their cry. They cry their cry broke His heart. But friends, look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. It says, And God said, I will be with you. Is that a good news? I will be with you. And this will be the sign that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God in this mountain. God was not only aiming at setting the, them free, the Israelite, from Egypt, but be freed from such hard inhuman living. But Jehovah our God wants them to be free in order to what? Just to be free, but 
to worship Him and pray to Him and to have an intimate relationship with Him. You know, we can be free. You know, I don't know what is your situation right now. We can be free from hardship. I know maybe some, some of you, you have difficulties in life. God can set you free. Or slavery. I know no, nobody here is slave. But if you and I don't worship and pray to God in the name of Jesus, no matter how free you are in this country, if you don't, if we don't worship God and pray to God in the name of Jesus, you are still a slave. You know, like for example, look at the rich millionaire. Do you know someone who is rich, who is a millionaire? No? Or you, have you heard people who are very rich? Then there are also famous people who seem to have everything in life. They have worry-free. But you know, shockingly, still committed suicide. Because true freedom does not come from richness or fame or beauty or money. It comes from a relationship or a rich relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to emphasize here, Moses began his ministry through his burning bush encounter no, with God. Today, maybe we cannot experience this burning bush. Moses is the only person, maybe, I think, have experience of this burning bush encounter with God. But I believe today, God can speak through our hearts. No? But you know, Moses, after that burning bush, there is only one burning bush experience. But after that, his heart was burning with passion for God and his people. So even without the physical burning bush in his sight, his heart was still burning. As in, burning for God. Not just one day, two days, three days, but all the days of his life until he died. His heart is burning for God. For, for God. And throughout his fight against, do you notice, throughout his fight against Pharaoh and Egyptian, he, Moses, he was never known to be a swordman. Or a warrior. Never. But a friend of God. Moses is a friend of God. That's in Exodus chapter 30 verse 1. A prayerful man, man who built an altar of tabernacle. You know, Moses was chosen by God and instructed to build an altar and board offerings. You know, Moses followed God's instruction in every word, in every detail that God has given to Moses. He obeyed. He followed every instruction. Moses also built an altar of banner after they won against Amalekites in honor of Jehovah Nisi. Meaning the Lord is my banner. That's, you can find that in Exodus chapter 17, verse, verses 15 and 16. In all of Moses' life, after the burning bush, he never fought against his enemy. In his own hands. But he fought his enemies through what? Through? Prayer. 
through his knees. He learned to fight his battle on his knees. Prayer alone with Jehovah. From then on, Moses never lost a battle. Whatever battle he and this, the Israelites faced, never lost a battle. Friends, it is, listen to this, it is very possible to win all battles in life. Do you agree with that? Maybe some of you say it is impossible. Some say it is possible. And some others say they don't know anything what I am talking about. If you say it is impossible, then you lack faith, my friend. You lack faith. Because God says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Maybe some of you say, Oh, I don't, want, I don't want battles in my life. I want peace every day. World peace. But I'm, I'm very sorry to tell you that or to announce you Today is to, to tell you, welcome to life. Because whether you like it or you don't like it, you like it or not, you will face a battle. No? In this life, we are forced to face. We are given to face different kind of battles. It can be internal battles or external battles. What are those internal battles? Like anger or bitterness, hatred, rebellion, lust, unforgiveness. Most people, they are experiencing because of the pandemic, Depression, hopelessness, and some teenagers, they experience addiction in, every, in different kinds. Addiction in games, addiction in cell phones, and even drugs. And there's so many more. External battle that we face. People are coming against us, gossiping against us. No betrayal, family feud, or family fighting, misunderstanding. And many people experiencing losing of a job because of the pandemic. Or even the evil acts around us affecting us. Even many people experiencing financial struggle and many more. And we also have spiritual battle against our enemy, the devil. So as long as you are living, are you living today? Are you alive today? I believe you are alive. You come here <laughs> unless you cannot come here. Are you alive? Are you alive? As long as we are living, there is a battle that we have to face. We have, there is a battle that we have to face every day. You know, Moses internally struggled with guilt of killing the Egyptian. He fled far, far away that he will not be hunted down be put to jail or die. You know, from being prince in the palace, he became an ordinary shepherd in the eyes of Ben. You know, Moses had 40 years of silence from God and his own family. Imagine, guys, 
40 years. Because of that 40 years, no, he was described as a man with a speech problem called stammering. Because for 40 years, he is taking care of the sheep. Imagine if you are Moses. You want someone you know, to talk to, to someone. There's only sheep around that you can talk to. How would you talk to the sheep? Meh, meh. <laughs> no, no, that's goat. <laughs> ba, ba. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. So that's why Moses has this stammering speech problem. Do you have an external or internal battles like Moses? Is anyone hunting you down because you killed someone? I hope not. Amen? If God was able to give Moses the victory over his personal battle, I believe there is no reason why God cannot give you and me the victory over the battle that we are facing now. Amen? If you believe and do not doubt today, accept today the victory of God in your life by listening and responding to what God has said, says to you today. We mentioned about spiritual battle. battle. There is a battle that Satan does not want you to win. What is this battle? Do you know what is this battle? The battle against prayerlessness. Because if we pray, the enemy, the enemy knows when you pray like Moses prayed to God, you and I will have victory. We'll become overcomers. We will have victory over the life's battle. You know, apart from Jesus, who is the true vine, we can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, who is the true vine, we can do nothing. So the enemy wants us to be far, far, far away from Christ. Even we are we call ourselves Christians. The enemies is very cunning. They give you a lot of things to do every day. You will become so busy. Then you neglect praying to God. The enemy loves to see you, you and me, busy every day from sunrise to sunset so that we will be far, far, far away from God. Because He knows as long as we are connected to God through prayers, we can receive the victory in our lives battle you know you and i will never be all that god wants us to be or able to enjoy that all god has for you and me if we will not win over the battle of prayerlessness you know moses as i told you earlier built an altar because God instructed him, we must have obedience and humility to follow orders like Moses. Because Moses himself knows that all his battle in his life was going to be won, not by his bare hands, but on his knees. He knows how important the altar in his life. 
Moses always remembered that taking matters on his hands or solving his problem in his own ways will result to catastrophe. Are you familiar with this? So how do you fight your battle? Have you experienced when you face problems, immediately you know what are you going to do? Without asking first God. There are things that we know what to do, but there are also things that we need to ask God. And many times, if we solve our problems in our own way, the result most of the time is catastrophe, failure. So how do you want to fight your battles? Do you pray or do you fast? What do you do? Do you take matters in your hand? You know, the only way to win every single life's battle is through an intimate relationship with God, the Almighty God, through prayer. When we say prayer, it is not the kind of prayer that we know. We just tell God what we need. Lord, I need this, I need that, I need this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And where's you're praying on your bed. Then, after a while, after a few minutes, you're not able to say in Jesus' name. When you wake up in the morning, you say, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. <laughs> Just a really wrong prayer long prayer time. That's not the kind of prayer we're talking here. This is not the kind of prayer where you memorize what you say. No? And feel good about it. Just fulfilling a religion duty. The kind of prayer. This is not the kind of prayer that we are talking here. We are talking about intimate prayer with God the Almighty. Like Moses. Talk to God in the burning bush. When he talked to God in the altar. Like a friend. It is the kind of prayer that Jesus Christ, our Lord, showed us in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 39. Starting in 36. When Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to sorrowful and trouble. He began to be sorrowful and trouble. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here. Keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell his face on the ground and prayed. My father... He said, if it is possible, may this cup be taken away from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. This is the Jesus' perfect pattern of prayer. In this prayer, he was not backing out from the mission. What is his mission? Dying on the cross to save us. From the punishment of God. The Bible said God so loved the world. When Jesus prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. It is not the cross, He meant, but the cup being separated from the Father. I believe Jesus was more than willing to die. But he was agonizing on the thoughts of being separated 
from His Father, the Almighty One, the Almighty Father, because it is an indescribable pain. Today, imagine anyone you know who is in hell. That is indescribable pain. Friends, Jesus know how painful for a man or woman to be separated from God, the Father. He himself struggled to be separated from his Father. That was a struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane. But thanks be to God, we are once separated from the Father. But now, through the death of Jesus Christ, we are reunited with Him. Can you say hallelujah? Jesus, our Lord, did not fight his battle on his own powerful hands. Do you believe Jesus is still powerful on that day? Do you know that or have you heard, have you read the Bible that his hand can raise the dead? But Jesus remained very quiet. In the presence of Pontius Pilate, he did not speak a word when he asked to defend himself. For Moses also did not fight his battle with his own bare hands. When he learned the lesson of trusting God alone, he was left in the wilderness Tending sheep for 40 years of silence. If you want, if you and me want to win these battles that we are facing in our life right now, I don't know what kind of battles we are experiencing today. Pray on your knees. The kind of prayer that Jesus our Lord showed us in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but yours, O Lord. Let me remind you, until the day we die, we will face battles of different kinds. You have to choose. Rather, we have to choose to win this battle or to lose the battle. Of course, who among you here would like to lose the battles they're facing? Every one of us who wants to win this battle. Do you want this battle, our life's battle, to be profitable in the kingdom of God or not? Because as God, as for God's perspective, listen to this. As for God's perspective or point of view, there is not a battle that He cannot win for you and me. Because Jesus said, it is finished in John chapter 19 verse 30. So, how did an ordinary man like Moses fight his battle on his knees? Would you like to know? Would you like to know how an ordinary man like Moses fight his battles on his knees? Number one, Moses had a burning bush encounter with God. Do you have a burning bush encounter with God? Is Moses is the only one, the only fortunate one to have this kind of encounter with God. Friends, God still speaks to us today. Moses received the call of God in his life during his burning bush experience. Unless you are in the state of your life where you are so desperate to hear from God, then I doubt and you I doubt if you and I can have a burning bush experience. But we may pray today that our God will give us a strong desire, strong desires to have an encounter with Him. 
let's wait upon the Lord and be quiet. Be quiet. If you have to shut down, shut down all the voices you are hearing from other people, even your own. Then the silence is down and we'll be able to hear from God. God has sent His Holy Spirit to guide you, to guide us. He has given us His Word in the Bible to teach us the way we should go. For Moses, it might be one ordinary day for him to draw him or for God to draw him close to the burning bush. It was during the quiet times in his life when he experienced his burning bush. Be silent in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you this desperation for the presence of God in your life. Silence, my friends. Silence. Be the most powerful weapon you have against your enemies. Stop arguing or reasoning against your enemy or those people who hurt you. Sorry. You know, God is on the side of His children. The issue is that God is on the side to those people, who, to, his, to His children who is listening to God. It means that you are not listening to the criticism. You are not listening to the, to the bitterness. You are not listening to unforgiveness. Our Father will not act on those who have wrong spirit or bad attitude. God cannot, cannot instruct people who is deaf to His voice because all of this different wrong voice in our minds. Let us seek to be silent, to be quiet in our mind. And let us listen to God's voice. You know, as we read from the Bible that Jesus was silent from the time He was captured until He prayed to our Father on the cross. It did not mean that he was weak, but that silence was necessary. Getting, getting on our knees alone with God. Your focus changes. Instead of your battle or, or battle of your, from your enemies, your attitude changes. You will have the sense of confidence, assurance, and fearlessness. The assurance of victory in Jesus' name. If you have a peace of God that surpasses all understanding, the victory over your life's battle is yours. In Philippians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8, 6 to 7, chapter 4, verse, verses 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. Your burning bush Maybe uh, your burning bush may very well can be experienced after you study God's word and after He speaks to you through His word. His word will give you strength, peace, and confidence as you pray. We need to study God's word. Prayer in the word of God must go 
hand in hand. Be quiet. Be silent in your heart. When God speaks through His Word, desire a burning bush encounter today. How did an ordinary man like Moses fight his battle on his knees? Number two, Moses built an altar for God. Moses received a very specific instruction how to build the altar. Not just any instruction he receives from God. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 22 verses, uh, verses 22 to 24, starting in 22. And Yahweh said to Moses, Thus you will say to the Israelites, You yourself have seen what I have spoken to you from heaven. You will, not make a, you will not make alongside me gods of silver, gold, gold of golds, God of golds. You will not make for yourself. An altar of earth you will make for me, and you will sacrifice on it burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Your sheep and your cattle. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you. And I will bless you. In Exodus chapter 27, verse 1 to 3. And you will make an altar of acacia wood. Five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar will be square. And its height will be three cubits. And you will have its horns on its four corners. Its horns will, will be one piece with it and you will overlay it with bronze, and you will make its pots for removing its fat soap ashes and its shovels and its sprinkling bowls and its forks and its fire pans. And you will make it you will make all its equipment with bronze. As you go on reading this instruction from the Lord. You will be amazed how Moses was able to pay attention to every detail of the altar of burnt offering. So much so that he was able to write it down in the book of Exodus without a miss. Our God is a detail-oriented father. Read the book of Numbers. The entire book of the Bible and tell me if our God, we know, does not pay attention to details. God pays attention to every details in our life, whether it's big or small. Are you detailed too when it comes to preparing yourself to pray? Or you just jump yourself to pray? Or Maybe you just take a chance. Oh, I, I'm not busy today. Oh, this time and this hour, I'm not, I'm not busy. My, maybe my, your teacher is absent or your boss is not there. Then you can pray. My friend, we need to prepare before we pray. We need to prepare. God is not against preparation. No, we don't. We do not have the privilege of being able to see the actual art of the covenant or, the, or entering into the altar of the tabernacle. Then God expects us to prepare our own altar. Jesus Christ lives in our hearts. He has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us. So, how do we prepare our altar? Our altar. Here are some practical tips on how to prepare our, our altar. Number one, setting aside time alone with God. We need to manage our time and prioritize God through prayer. As much as possible, I know this is difficult, no cell phone. Ouch. 
No TV. No music. No gadget. No Zoom meeting. Because you are talking to God. He is not just God. This is a very wonderful experience. This is just an ordinary experience for us. We are talking to the holy God, the creator of heaven and earth. Tell me, what is more important to Him than Him? You know, our message from FB Messenger, our friends, or text from a client from customers, I want to tell you that nothing and no one in this world should be more important than our God. Amen? So let us honor Him when we pray. Let us honor Him when we pray. Do not allow any distraction when you pray. You know, there's no word in English dictionary is adequate to describe the awesomeness of God. Just as Moses and the Israelites set aside time to offer their sacrifice in the altar, the burnt offerings, then we must also, all the more, offer our time, our life, our hearts to God. You know, the, if you know, we realize I believe you realize by now, even before, that everything we have is from the Lord. And He gave us everything that we need, even His Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty of our sins. So what can we not give to Him? He gave us, God gave us everything. So my friend, I would like to ask you, give Him your undivided time. Number two, finding a place to pray alone with God. No. Find a place where no one can disturb you. I believe some of us, we don't have a place. I heard this kind of uh, when Christians are asked to pray in their homes, they say, I don't have a place. I don't have a place where I can, I can pray. My room is, our place is very small. And we only have one bedroom and my children are there. Actually, when you walk inside our house, this one is our bedroom. And if you go backward, it's our kitchen. No? If you walk the other side, it's our living room. If you walk two steps farther, it's our CR. That's how small is our house. We don't have a place. Do you have a place in your house, in your home, that you can pray. Well, I have a suggestion. You can go to the bathroom. I believe nobody will disturb you while you're inside. It's better than nothing. You can always find a place. There is a saying that goes that if there is a will, there is a way. And there's a truth in it. There's a testimony. Now, I know a pastor who lived in a very small house. He had many siblings. The only one room, they have only one room. No, they are packed like sardines when they were sleeping. So, how to find a place to pray? You know, what he did. What he did. Do you, do you want to know? He played basketball early in the morning. 
But actually, he was there, not playing, but to pray. While early in the morning, why? Because while no one else is playing basketball. No. This is a very good uh, exercise. Exercise, then you're praying. Praying while exercise. Some, what they do is they prayer walk. Like, like, like what I did last night. I realize and I feel in my body that I'm getting weight. When I look at the mirror, oh no, what happened to me? <laughs> I blame it on the pandemic, the COVID. So what I did is I went outside to the basketball court. I walk because no one is there. I walk and I pray. I also tag along Sean Lloyd. And he has no choice but to go with me. <laughs> so pray. Find a safe place to pray. If you, if you have a place, then, then a place to pray. If you have a place to pray, then you can meet God one-on-one. -on -one. Amen? So, do you have in mind already what part of the house, what place are you going to pray? God is everywhere, do you believe? He is omnipresent. But God sees our heart. If really, if we really have the heart or the reverence for Him, even a simple act of finding a regular place to pray. So God, I believe God is not limited you know, by space. Anytime, anywhere, God can hear you and me when we pray. We're not talking about uh, any kind of prayer. We are talking about a prayer in the altar of God. A prayer like in Gethsemane where you can talk to God sincerely and not just talking to God and also listening to Him intimately. It is the kind of prayer that separates a victorious Christian from someone who is oftentimes feel defeated. It is the prayer of fighting the battles on your knees. As you sit time alone with God and find a regular place to pray, listen quietly and expect God to speak to you. Remember, communication is two-way. Talking and listening. Our God desires. Do you know? That our God desires to speak to you. He desires you to know Him. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. In prayer, listening to God is very, very, very important. Not just talking to God, but also listening to God. In conclusion, how did an ordinary man like Moses fight his battles on his knees? Number one, Moses had a burning bush encounter with God. Unless you are in the state in your life where you are so desperate to hear God, then, then, I doubt if you can have a burning bush experience. But we may pray today, my friend. God, please give me a strong desire to have an encounter with you. Number two, Moses built an altar for God. Are you a detailed person 
when it comes to preparing yourself to pray, let us not just take a chance. No? God is not against preparation. Set aside time alone with God and find your regular place to pray that will serve your as an altar of God. If it is possible, you will have a notebook, a prayer list, where you can list all your prayers and put some dates. The dates when you started praying and the, the date when God answers your prayers. I believe this is quite an important task that we can do. I know for some of us, it is tedious. But once you see how God answers your prayers, you will be encouraged. Then you can use that notebook as a testimony. When you give some testimony time, if you have given, as far as to give your testimony, you can use that notebook that God really answers your prayer during the time you talk to Him through prayers. Church, let us not be a foolish to fight against our battle in our own hands. The battles belongs to God and we need to be on our knees for us to be victorious. Before closing, I would like to leave, I would leave you this uh, verse from Philippians chapter 4, chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us bow our head. Let us pray. Let's respond response to God's word this afternoon. I would like you to take this time to talk to God and ask Him how desperate you are to have an encounter with God and how you want to have this regular time and how you want to have this passion of winning your battles on your knees. God gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us, not just to guide us, but to strengthen us. Why strengthen us? Because we cannot do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit empowerment. We need His power. I want you to talk to God. Lord, thank you for this day. For opening our eyes that the battles belongs to you, God. We heard this many times and many times of Father God, Lord. But today, I pray, O oh Father God, Lord, that this word, the seed that you have planted in our hearts, God, will just will not just remain as a seed, but Lord will grow, oh Father God, Lord, and will bear fruits, oh Father God, Lord, in our lives, oh Father God, Lord. I pray your word that we receive will overflow to us like a living water, oh God. Oh Lord, help us and remind us always 
the battle belongs to you, Father God. Every time we face different battles, whether eternal or external, or spiritual battles in our lives, Father God, Lord. Remind us, God, to be humble, God. Not to take it on our own hands, Father God, Lord. But, Lord, to bring it to you, Father God, Lord. In prayer, God, in petition of Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That you said, God, you heard us. You can you heard our prayers, Father God Lord. And you will not just hear our prayers, God. But you are awesome, God, and powerful. No English word can describe Father God Lord. Lord, how awesome you are, God. And Nothing is impossible for you, with you, God. And I pray, O oh Father God, Lord, that your word, the truth will be planted in our hearts and our minds, God. That you can answer prayer. You are more than able, oh Father God, Lord, to answer our request, oh Father God, Lord, our prayers, our petition, oh Father God, Lord. Lord, in between our prayers and the answer to our prayers, God, help us to be patient, O Father God, Lord, on our knees, O God, waiting for your answer. Help us, not, Lord, not to take the matter in our hands, O Father God. Remind us always, O Father God, Lord. And I pray, O Father God, Lord, that each one of us right now, our minds will be enlightened, O Father God, Lord. By your words that our battles in life must be fought through our knees in prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.